This is Marriage to the Max, Episode 71. Welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. I'm your host, Kelly Hurst. Hey, Kel. Hey, Brett. Hey, Kel. And you are? Uh, Brett Hurst. Thank you very much. I'm your co-host. We are marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement, and this podcast is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. Well, I can hardly wait. Or at least that's what we hope it will do. Well, we've got a lot of content today, so we're going to jump right in and say that today's episode is called technology intruder intruder which sounds like a sci-fi title or something but i love that word intruder <laughs> today's episode was inspired by a recent article in psychology today magazine do they have intruders <laughs> didn't you hear my yeah, bell i heard your bell yeah sorry i didn't mean to walk over your bell with a, another line about an intruder well this article was an Excellent article. In fact, it's one of the best I've read recently about relationships. And this is what it's called. The new menage a trois. Say what? (laughs) Is tech sabotaging your love life? This is provocative. And the reason it caught my attention was the cover of the magazine was featuring this article, and it had a man and woman in bed, and right between them was their tablet and their smartphone, their iPad and their smartphone. So I Um, get it. The article is by Hara Estroff Morano, and it is a very insightful look into something that couples are dealing with in real life right now, and that is that we are allowing our devices, our smartphones and our iPads and tablets, to intrude our most personal relationship, and it is starting to have an effect on people. Well, maybe you're allowing those things to happen. I'm I'm not, but I will say that we are working with couples where this is becoming an issue. This is becoming something people have to manage. Yeah. Then, you know, 10 years ago, this was just not a thing. So you're saying this is not an issue for you. Is that what you're trying to tell me? I will say this is not as much of an issue for me as it is for some but I will leave the for some. Uh... Well, let me come back to that with this. <laughs> Whatever. I went through this article cover to cover because it was, I, in fact, I read it two or three times because I thought the the research in it was just spectacularly done. And the way some of this stuff is is talked about is, I think, really, really helpful. And hopefully by the end of this episode, we'll have couples who will at least be willing to have the conversation around how do we manage this better? Because the research is showing up now. This is not just people saying, oh, he's always on his phone or eh, she's always on Facebook. Right. This is real researched stuff now that's becoming a thing. Right. So what I did was I went through the article and just kind of pulled a whole bunch of quotes. And I thought I'd just kind of like go through them kind of quickly. And if there's something that comes up for you, Brett, that you want to chime in, and then we'll actually do some how-tos of some suggestions for couples of how to keep this at bay. It all sounds great. Do you think we can get through this without fighting? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It'll be a challenge. All right. Okay. Here's the first uh, quote from the article. Between the boundlessness of connectivity and the potential for secret experience, smartphones have become the stealth saboteurs, I love that, stealth saboteurs of our most intimate relationships relationships. It's your job to take back control. First of all, I don't know if I'd rather be an intruder or a saboteur. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Any comment on that quote, or are we moving along? No. Uh, what you're, this quote is saying is that they are sabotaging uh, the relationships that are most important to us. Yeah, and it's it's a shame because, like so many things, technology can be a great blessing. Right. And I don't know, we've just kind of turned it into something that is starting to inhibit our relationships or affect our relationships. Without a doubt. Here's another uh, thing from the article. Couples everywhere are now stumbling over what research is now documenting. Networked mobile technology, while expanding our cultural and social worlds, is crushing our private world. Mm. Despite the huge boost that smartphones give couples in coordinating their everyday activities, they're delivering a double hit to romantic life. You're saying the technology is yes, de- on delivering one, a hit. Yeah. On one side, the hit comes from the intrusion of the outside world. So just being distracted by social media and email and all of that. All the people that are out there. And on the other side, it's hitting from the new possibilities of the exclusion of a partner. Mm -hmm. So having kind of a secret life is now, you know, a fairly common thing. Uh So as French philosopher Paul Virilio puts it, when you invent the ship, you also invent the shipwreck. So there's negative consequences even with great technology like this. Absolutely. And I think we really need to take a hard look at it because I do think there are couples who may not even really be in touch with this and how it's affecting their relationship, Uh but there are plenty of couples who see it as a problem and just don't know how to manage it. Right. And so this is another quote from the article. It says, the net teaches us to need it. Which is an interesting idea. The net teaches itself. us to need the net. In other, yeah, the internet is so powerful that mm-hmm. it teaches us to want to be connected to it all the time. Okay, it challenges couples. Yeah, it challenges couples to reclaim life's lulls, the unstructured moments of reflection and openness to each other, on which feelings of closeness are built and sustained. Those are the ones that are most prone to digital intrusion. Okay, so what I'm hearing that quote say is that we, we, we can't sit still anymore. Exactly. Right. We, we can't, can't have sit those. still. We, we have to be either entertained or stimulated all the time. We're interested in what's going on outside of our house, maybe more so than we're interested in what's going on inside of our house. Yeah, and it's interesting of how many recent conversations I've had with people that have gone away for a long weekend or a, mm-hmm. or a week trip or something. And I'll say, well, how was your trip? And they'll say, they'll give me the details of the location and so forth. And then they'll say something like this, spotty internet. It was great. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In other words, the fact that we couldn't get signal was good because then they started getting lulls again. Yes. Which you need. Not You, don't, you not only need the lulls for your own personal sense of quiet and and being able to hear yourself breathe and so forth but you also need lulls in your relationship yeah right absolutely and and what we're actually there was a gonna, lull there while there, I was there is a lull there respond. well i was thinking and that's yeah. important in the lull but <laughs> right. we'll actually talk about that because one of our favorite marriage experts john gottman is quoted in this article uh-huh. and I'll, I'll share a quote that he says uh, that i think is really uh, important and if you want a lull just feel free no i lulls probably are not helpful on a podcast episode okay. but i hear what you're saying yeah there's a quote that one there's one uh, man who tells his wife this is listed in the article whenever she's on her phone, he'll say to her, 
you're with your other husband again. Oh, the other <laughs> husband. Yeah. I'm going to start saying that to you. Yeah. Except you won't have to say it to me as often as I have to say it to you, but you let's so, not get in an argument on so the So backwards podcast. on this. Okay. Here's another quote. And this it's was so actually- so ironic that you came up with this material <laughs> since yeah. this is your issue. Uh-huh. This is so not my issue, but Okay. <laughs> Um, there's another study that was that they mentioned in the article. This was a study that was done with young married women. Okay. They said that up to 70% of their face-to-face conversations were stopped in their tracks by a partner's phone use or active te- texting. Wow. That's pretty Se- significant. I mean, when I think about 70% of the time of our face-to-face communication, mm-hmm. if it were getting interrupted 70% of the time, I, I couldn't live with that. Mm-hmm. I just That would just be a nightmare right. of having to compete with that. Uh, there's a term for all of this. It's called technoference, so interference, but with technology. And it's the everyday intrusions or interruptions in couple interactions that occur due to technology. Technoference. Technoference. Now that goes along with intruder and saboteur. Yeah, we're learning a lot of now, new terms today. And if you think this is just a problem for millennials, you might be surprised because this issue seems to be across the board. There was a study done of couples in restaurants and coffee shops, and this was all ages, young millennials, our age, all across the board. And they discovered that the mere presence of a smartphone, even if not in use, degrades private conversations, making partners less willing to disclose deep feelings and less understanding of each other. This has now been dubbed the iPhone effect. That's pretty fascinating. That, considering... If, if, if it's just in the vicinity, the phone doesn't even have to be in use, well, it's and like it's your, making an impact on your communication. Yeah, it's like your brain unconsciously knows that there is this connectivity mm-hmm. nearby, even if the phone is not being actively yeah. used. something, even when it's not in use, it's vying for your attention. Uh-huh. So I, I just think this is fascinating. Here's something else from the article. Well, I, I, oh. sorry to beat this further, but also just that you're, you know, when you're on your phone, you're tethered to the outside world. So there's there's this whole outside world that can come in and intrude. So it's logical that you wouldn't want to get more intimate because you think everybody's listening Mm -hmm. because the phone is just happens to be nearby. Yeah, that's true. And that they're calling this the iPhone effect now. Yeah, Very weird. It's a saboteur. Here's something else from the article. Face-to-face interactions lose the power to fulfill when compared with the immeasurable possibilities of smartphones. Well, they can't do everything. Yeah. They make other relationships and interests more salient than those directly in front of us. Think of what a sad comment that is. You're on the sofa with your partner, and suddenly they're just not all that interesting because you've got an intruder, and an whole you've got a whole world of information and entertainment sitting on a, a gadget next to you. Yeah. Um, psychologist Kenneth Gergen calls this absent presence. Absent presence, which I love that term. It's the ability for a partner to be physically present but absorbed by a world of elsewhere. Hmm. And I, I think that is one of the biggest issues. In fact, it was not long ago I was reading an, uh, an interview with Tim Keller, who's a well-known pastor up in New York City, and he had, had recently written a book about prayer. And the interviewer asked him, what do you think people's biggest um, 
Obstacle. Obstacle, thank you, for prayer is. And without blinking an eye, he said, our smartphones. Yeah. No, I agree. And I, I was surprised by that. But then once I thought about it, I thought, that that's very true. You're, there's something always vying for you to pick it up. Okay. So speaking of picking up, I was picking up food the other day at our little uh, nearby Mexican restaurant, one of many, uh, Jimmy Changas. Mm. So a little plug for Jimmy Changas. Only two locations in all of Houston. Actually, there's three. There's three now? But anyway. Oh, well. I digress. Yes. So I was standing at Jimmy Changas, uh, ready to pick up our food, and it was very crowded, very packed night. And so there were, I don't know, six or seven of us that were standing around waiting for our our orders, and everybody was on their phone. And I thought, huh. I'm going to not get on my phone. Mm -hmm. And really, it was kind of nice to just stand there, take a breath, uh, drink my little complimentary Diet Coke, Mm -hmm. and wait for my order without getting into that other world. You are such a rebel. (laughs) Yeah. But in a good way. That's right. I know. You're actually you're actually reading my notes because that's down further in the podcast episode of that idea of being, you know, not so tied to your phone just because everyone else is. That's right. Well, I wasn't gonna let my phone become a saboteur. <laughs> of my I can't moment wait to use that in everyday language of my every moment day with now. my Diet Coke. Yes, and I um, also want to say when we mentioned I actually prefer Coke Zero. When but. we mentioned Jimmy Changas. Okay. Um, So what are the expectations for accessibility when partners are just hanging out together? This is a really key thing, and and, and they spend a little bit of time on the article on this. So say riding in the car or just relaxing in the living room when you're not really, quote, doing anything, Uh right? Our favorite marriage expert, or one of our favorites, John Gottman, is quoted in the article, and he talks about those unstructured moments in relationships as being some of the most important the unplanned conversations or responses or laughter that come out of just being present with each other. In other words, normal life, normal interaction. That's not impeded by our screen time. He says, attention requires effort and software capitalizes on distractibility. Mm -hmm. So he says, couples are often so distracted by their devices that they don't even notice their partner's bid for connection. Mm. So even when like the partner's that. saying, you know, like, hey, look at me, <laughs> spend time with me, like some, some couples are so embedded in their screen time that they're not even catching the other partner saying things like, you're with your other husband again, you know, or whatever the little not so subtle bid is. Right. I'm going to start saying that phrase. Yeah. I think I'll say that more often than you will, but it's on. Uh, something else from the article quotes a study of people who were trying to engage in conversation while distracted by their devices, which we've all been there. We've we've had moments where we're trying to kind of be in the moment, but we're Do actually two things at once yeah, or three multitasking. Or, yeah. And th- this is what they cited them as having delayed responses, mechanical intonation. So kind of that, yeah, yeah, you're just kind of giving someone barely audible uh, responses. responses. mechanical. Yeah, yeah, and a lack of eye contact. And all of these things result in misattunement and indifference, so, which so, are not good for a richly connected relationship. Right, yeah. I mean, if you're obviously, if you're not being tuned in, and if you're indifferent, then you're not connecting. Mm-hmm. And we know from research that connecting is what makes marriages successful. Right. So all kidding aside, this is really serious stuff. It is totally serious. I mean, it's on the front cover of Psychology Today, so it is a real issue. Um, 
The article also talks about a wife who, this is, I thought this was interesting, but worth mentioning. A wife who complains that her husband's preferred way of winding down in bed is by perusing Facebook. That's not necessarily a bad thing. And what he'll say to her is, you know, just ask me and I'll put it away. Like, all you have to say is, would you put that away and I'll put it away. Uh But she says that doesn't feel very satisfying Uh because it's not like she needs to have this heavy conversation with him right at that moment. But she misses the kind of talk that comes unbidden, bubbling up from the depths of warm silence. Again, those unstructured moments that now we feel like we have to fill with things. Right. We used to not have to do that. Okay. So the first thing I thought of when you said that, uh, even if the guy's not looking at something that's, say, pornographic, Mm -hmm. it would be like saying that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, just ask me to stop looking at this porn and I will. (laughs) You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or it's, it's like, like, like back in the day when, and, and to a point, I'm sure all of us still do this. Sometimes you're just watching TV to unwind. You know, right. it's not really that you're caring about the program. It's mindless. Yeah. Um, and when your spouse says to you, would you turn the TV off? And you do it. Then it feels like, oh, are we having a deep conversation right now that I needed to turn the TV off? Mm-hmm. But it's just, you're all you're just trying to say is, I feel like you're being distracted. I just love to be in the same mm-hmm. space as you, right. you know, the same mental space. And again, back to when you go on a vacation somewhere else and maybe you're in a cabin, you're in some place that's not as sophisticated, not as technologically wired mm-hmm. uh, and you can again hear yourself breathe mm-hmm. you can just sit in the moment you can just relax and unwind uh, you know some people say well, you take a week-long vacation it's not till the third day fourth day that you start that you to, start to recoil yeah uncoil <laughs> uncoil I mean yeah uncoil and start um, you know really <laughs> uh, getting uh, detached from all of your mechanical routines and so forth no yeah. I totally agree. And even before I read this article, uh, I'll just say what you kind of mentioned earlier. I had already been pondering the idea of why can't we just sit and do nothing anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, whenever I'm at the doctor or the dentist and I have to inevitably wait, kind of like you were at the restaurant the other night, I look around and notice everyone's on their phone. And there was a time where you just had to sit and wait. You didn't have something to pick up and entertain you or interest you. You just had to do nothing. Well, my dentist, it was those magazines, what, the highlights that had all the little bears in it. Yeah, maybe, maybe, you would flip, maybe you would flip through a magazine. But I'm saying most of Sorry. us, there was a time where we knew what it was like to just sit and wait. And what's wrong with that? Why do we feel like we've got to stimulate our brains and be actively busy every single moment right. of the day? Why is that? And of course, this the whole second half of this article actually deals with pornography and how technology has contributed to that issue, Obviously. which I feel like is a whole different conversation. So we're not even going to really get into that. But right. if you do read the article, our listeners would would uh, get an interesting take on that as well. Yeah, but I get that. My point from earlier was there's there's more pornographic distraction going on than actual so called pornography. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, because one way or another... Something's vying for your attention. And one way or another, the the woman or the man is feeling less than. Yeah. You know, like yeah. por- like pornography uh, can or, make... Or, you know, just feeling uninteresting. That's right. What, yeah. am I not good enough for you that you've got to look at this? Yeah, no, that's a very good way of putting that. Yeah. So how does a couple keep technology at bay, Brett Hurst? What would you suggest... Well, it's always good to talk about these things and lay them out on the table. Probably 
be a good idea to, to uh, come to some kind of understanding of what what are fair expectations of technology use. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, maybe agree to some kind of standards, some kind of road rules. Uh, it's not going to do you much good to get irritated at your husband or your wife uh, for too much screen time if you haven't communicated ahead of time exactly what is a reasonable amount of, of time. Because yeah. this is... This, I'm not saying it's inevitable and that you have to be techno- technologically wired, but mm-hmm. that it is where we are today. It is part of our lifestyle. Absolutely. And I think it's just a matter of how we manage it in a healthy way. And, you know, like we say to couples all the time, it really doesn't work to say to your spouse, you're always on your phone. You know, you're always in an A because always isn't a fair word anyway. But come up with some agreed upon guidelines so that you can stick to those. And then you you kind of do away with that getting so irritated with each other. Right. We talk about, you know, discussing should there be a time of day when smartphones or tablets are just not in use? Maybe that's certain times in the evening when everybody's at home. Yeah, some families structure that with their kids. That's, mm-hmm. They say after six or after eight or whatever, no screen time. No screen time or mm-hmm. whatever. So uh, yeah. you could certainly do that in your marriage. We even know families who they'll pick one day on the weekend where no one uses their phones or their tablets. Yeah. You know? Now, and what's the problem with that? Because I do do this on certain days, particularly on the weekend. Maybe it's a Friday or Saturday, depending on what my um, schedule is, because every weekend's different. But uh, if you take a day, the problem is that you got people that are going to get upset when Mm -hmm. you're not checking emails, you're not Mm -hmm. responding to texts, you're not responding to Mm -hmm. uh, the the little sirens in your life like that. But uh, as our, as our son has done so well, you train (laughs) your tribe. Yeah. uh, To to what to expect. And so like when you and I sat down to record this podcast this afternoon, I sent a quick text to our daughter saying, Hey, I'm going dark because I got to record for a couple of hours. And so she knows that that's why I'm not answering my texts. And we can do that with email. You can put a little auto response for, you know, I'm not checking my email today or for the weekend or something. So we can put things in place. You know, I think most of us just we just kind of freak out about the idea of just not being plugged in at all mm-hmm. but i think if i think when we reap the benefits of doing it i think maybe we'll be more prone uh, i like a digital detox whether that's a short term or a long term uh-huh. thing um you know and this can be a challenge if your job or your business demands that you be online regularly mm-hmm. but what are some modified ways you can do it i think most people you know unless they're in the midst of just an insane work project or something most of us can commit to a couple of hours in the evening to not picking up our phone. Well, and your image of a digital detox is very powerful because a lot of us have already bought into other kinds of detox situations. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people do juicing things or, yep. you know, whatever, certain t- types of fasts and, and uh, people do that because they reap the benefits from it. They get healthier, they get uh, stronger, they sleep better or whatever it is that they're trying to accomplished by having that detox routine. Mm-hmm. Certainly when you have a digital detox, there's going to be some positive results from that. And yeah, you're going to feel better. You're going to sleep better. Yeah. I, I can 
guarantee it. And I think you're just going to be more connected to the people that you love when when you do this in real time. Uh, another thing we would would um, say to consider is to implement a courtesy agreement. Now, Brett, you and I did this a couple of years ago. We noticed that when we were out to breakfast, or not typically when we were like on a date, but if we were just kind of grabbing lunch together or something like that, we I've, I, we sort of noticed that we would just out of mu- sheer muscle memory, we'd pick up our phone mm-hmm. just to check an email or check mm-hmm. whatever, a text or whatever. And so we started saying, you know what, let's at least have the courtesy of saying to the other person, do you mind if I check my email real quick? Or mm-hmm. do you mind if I look, I'm expecting a text from someone, you know, mm-hmm. and then at least, and cause I don't think there's very rare that we say no to each other when mm-hmm. we ask that question. I mean, it's always like, but it's nice to be asked, you know, we're not just assuming because what you do when you pick up that phone is I, I think you're unconsciously saying to the person who's sitting in front of you, I find my phone more interesting than you. Yeah, that's exactly what you're saying. And so just to be able to say, would you mind, you know, that simple courtesy, I think Mm -hmm. is huge. Well, to your point, it makes people, makes your spouse feel like they're the priority. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, asking for permission sounds a little uh, legalistic, but I think that's the net effect is mm-hmm. that when you do ask your spouse permission to check my phone, they mm-hmm. go, wow, I'm more important yeah. than anything else, which is what you said yeah. when you got married, that this person was going to be more important to yeah, you. Yeah, because than- think if you're sitting at a table at a restaurant or a coffee shop with someone who is a VIP, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the the owner of the company you work for or something like that, are you really just going to be randomly picking up your phone in front of that person? Probably not. Right. Um, so we need to think in, in those terms. Um, we also say, you know, talk with your partner and give your partner the freedom to understand unwind on a screen. I will say, I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Just like watching TV to unwind sometimes sure. is not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes, you know, looking at Facebook or checking social media is a way to sort of, huh, you know, at the end mm-hmm. of the day. So I think if you can just talk to your partner about this is this is how I like to unwind. This is how mm-hmm. I like to, but again, it goes back to let's agree upon a certain time of the day and maybe a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. you know, let's give from eight thirty to 9 PM. That's our check social media thing, you know? And, um, I, I don't, I think that would be a helpful thing. Also, Avoid the temptation to pick up your phone just because you're in an unstructured moment. Mm-hmm. You know, some people will say, aren't we having together time? We're both on the couch, you know, but they're both on their tablets. Right. Are they really together? Doesn't really count. Yeah. Because, so, because of the intruder. To, and the saboteur. And the saboteur. So the riding together in the car or waiting for an event or even hanging out on the sofa doesn't have to be automatically filled with looking at a screen. Mm-hmm. So just catch yourself. Are you just doing that out of habit? It gets to the point where you're going to have to start valuing not being on your screen. Yeah. I mean, you're, there's going to have to be some self-talk going out to yourself at some point where you're saying, you know, it's valuable for me to not have mm-hmm. time. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying double negatives. It's valuable for me to have time where I'm not on my phone. Exactly. And that leads me into the next uh, point, which is even if you don't care enough about your relationship to put some boundaries into practice, do it for yourself because our brains, whether we like it or not, they are being rewired to need screen time. And they've shown that now. Yeah, our brains get a shot of dopamine when we see something we like or agree with on social media. And we don't really know the long-term effects of this lifestyle, Mm -hmm. you know, isn't it better just to be, you know, take some precaution and just do it for your own self, even if you don't value the person you're married to. (laughs) 
And if you don't value the person you're married to, then uh, they've got bigger fish to fry. We've got some other episodes that we need to. Uh, But apply the golden rule when it comes to undivided attention. How do you want to be treated? You know, don't wait for your partner to come around on this. You be the mature spouse. You model what look what this can look like. All right. Well, then I'll be the mature spouse. That is just so funny that you're teasing our audience this way because teasing. you know you have the issue. <laughs> you are. You have got to be kidding me. In the end, you might influence your spouse in a very positive way. And then the last thing I wanted to say, and I think this is really something to consider. Remember that your children are modeling what you're doing. You mean we're modeling for them? Yeah. I'm, did I say that backwards? <laughs> you're exactly right. Right. So if you tell... But they model things to us too. <laughs> if you tell your kids they're having too much screen time, and yet they see you picking up your phone constantly, mm-hmm. uh, they're watching. Yeah. And you know, when it comes to parenting, more is caught than taught. And yeah. we can tell them a hundred things, but it's what we're doing that they're, they're really observing more. No doubt about it. So let's get back to using technology for our good yeah, and not being a slave to it and right allowing on. it to get in the way of the rich connection that we want. Preach it, sister. So, well, I'll be interested after this, after this episode to see how you and I start implementing some more digital detox. Yeah, well. We'll, we'll keep our audience posted. I'm blocking all intruders. <laughs> and saboteurs. And saboteurs. Well, if you'd like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org. You can also check out our website at homeencouragement.org. Or you can follow us, or and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And oh, if you have those a, are intruders. If you have a topic or question that you'd like to discuss on the podcast, send us an email to thehursts at homeencouragement.org, and we will do our best to get it on the air. But email is a saboteur. And we hope you'll share the love by rating this podcast on iTunes, because this helps us to have more visibility. Well, thank you so much for listening today. And until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all.